0: probably facing a few tired bodies this uh, morning, guys who have either been mourning last night or feasting last night or taking some shots through the week. Renier, is your leg all right? Lekker. <laughs> like, uh, Bones, is you okay? Lekker man. All right, so um, um, obviously this this morning is in the context of a, of a week of interschools and and, 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 and uh, for people in it, it seems like this massive, massive deal, you know? Um, not only for the, for, the, for the old boys and girls coming in, but, but for, the, for the children. And uh, I remember hearing that John de Villiers, ex Springbok captain, um, who used to play um, uh, for one of the schools, um, said that um, he's obviously had a long international career, I think spanning something like 15 years. He's, he's never experienced any pressure like you experience with interschools, schools and um, so 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 that is that is like being at a World Cup being at but the intensity is is massive and for some uh, some some people it feels like it's the end of the world it's like this that's it's like this either this supreme height or the supreme low but we know that that if we stand back a little bit and you stand back ten 20 thirty years then then you can giggle about it it becomes like hey, it's maybe not that big a deal you know and and um, but But it feels like it 's the end of the world, right? but um the reality is, even our lives are not such a big deal you know it's it 's like I, I was listening to somebody speaking like when 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 somebody passes away and we 've greeted um, John this week, when somebody passes away frequently what is what is what is written down there's a birth date and then there 's a dash, and then there 's the date of death, and all your life was in the little dash, and the question is. What did we make with the dash, you know, what, what did we, and, and, and how the Bible says that all flesh is frail as grass, it's like passing, it's this, it's this, it doesn't feel like it while we're in it, but the reality is, this is it, and the question is, what are we going to do with our dash, this is it, the puff of smoke, it's gone, so all flesh is frail as grass, but the word of the Lord endures forever, and and to some extent, the question is how much are we taking up that which is eternal, that which is God, that which it's, that which will endure? How much are we glorifying Christ? As far as I'm concerned, the part of my dash that doesn't glorify Jesus is probably wasted. That's what I think. The, that which is not given to loving the Lord and loving His people, loving that which He loves, probably not worth mentioning, you know. Um, and, and and this morning, this is part of what we need to to. To sort of recalibrate, it's like, yeah, it is major, but maybe it's like nothing, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the interschools wasn't that big a deal, and maybe our lives isn't that big a thing, and maybe there's something far, far bigger that we need to consider this morning, and see if we can align ourselves properly. Amen. All right, so let's see how it goes. Here today, gone tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my preacher. I'm gonna. Um, um, the, 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 the title of the message I would call, When the People Cried Out. When the People Cried Out. And I'm going to take this morning's portion. The major uh, part of the scripture reading will be from, a, uh, from the book of Judges. And, um, and I'm going to read about a character. We're going to read about a character called Otniel. All right, so if, if you're not an elder, can you raise your hand? Who knows Otniel? All right? All right, o- oatmeal, oatmeal. I've got one oatmeal at the back. No, no oatmeal. Okay, no oatmeal. Oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hear what it means, you will pick your baby. You will pick it for your baby. Yeah. When I mentioned it to John, he started laughing, and that is that is it's got kind of a funny. Yeah, but piggy name to it, you know. Um, sorry. Here, guys. I'm going to speak about. An individual called Otniel, and we're going to pick. The, we're going to start the story off in Judges three seven. Um, so please, if you can just throw that on the board. The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And by the way, who can remember the three points of last week's sermon? I mean, like it was about love, right? We need to love. But who can remember the three points? Okay. The, You probably can't remember much of last week's sermon. And next week, you're not going to remember much of what I said now, unless you write it down. No, I actually don't want the answer, Stella. (laughs) But thanks, well done. (laughs) All right. Here's the thing that I want to say. You are going to forget what I'm saying. Please write it down. All right. Take out your notebook. Take out your pen. Take out your phone. Write down what I'm saying. That which the Lord ministers to you, you're going to forget it unless you write it down. So, they, the Israelites, forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and Ashtaroth, some idols, like interschools. Uh, sorry, so like, uh, like something else. <laughs> right. Um, Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of a long name from uh, Mesopotamia, a king from Mesopotamia. And the people of Israel served that king for eight years, all right? But, here's the punchline. Say with me, when the people of Israel cried out, people of Israel cried out, just say it again with me, when the people of Israel cried out, all right, punchline, just hold on to this, when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel who saved them, and this guy was Utniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. So it was Caleb's nephew, right? It was his brother's son. Now, uh, obviously, the question is: Is this the only time we're going to hear about him? Um, and unfortunately, there's a little bit other uh, other other scriptures that can colour it in. So I'm going to colour it in for us just now. But let's just read one or two more one, two more verses. Verse 10. The Spirit of the Lord was on Otniel, and he judged Israel. He went out to war. The Lord gave the king of Mesopotamia into his hand, and his hand prevailed. In the context, obviously, about the Spirit of the Lord coming and empowering him. And so the land had rest 40 years, and then that guy also died. Now, what else do we know of Othniel? Judges 1 would tell us a little bit about that. And this is in the time where there's more of the land to be conquered. This is in the time where um, the tribe of Judah is trying to take their possession. So um, the Lord promised the people of Israel a specific country. He says, I'm going to give it to you, but you need to take it. You're not just going to, it's not just going to come to you. I'm going to give it, but you need to take it. And so he said, This is the way you're going to do it. We're going to map out and say, Okay, Western Cape belongs to you, Eastern Cape belongs to you, uh, Mpumalanga belongs to you, whether you want it or not, and etc. All right? That's the way it went. And the responsibility of the various tribes was then to possess that which was allotted to them. And here's the tribe of Judah, and they're going to try and take a place where the giants were staying. Okay? This was, this was a renowned place. This was a place where there was some big strongholds and was given to them. How would you like to have the giants allotted to you? Hey, your battle is going to be the giants, you know? Okay, whether, you, whether, you, whether they liked it or not, that's what was given to them. And, and here it is. Um, in verse 10, Judah went against the Canaanites, Judges 1.10, who lived in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron was formerly Kiryath Arba and they defeated Sheshai, Ahiman and Talmai. Those were three sons of the giant. Arba was the giant. He was three sons. It was worth mentioning. If you took the if you uh, took the city it's worth mentioning you beat the three giants, right? It was a major it was a major feat. So they went against Hebron and then they went against the inhabitants of Deber, and Deber was the next Kiriath, Kiriath would probably be town of whatever, town of Sefer in this case, and Caleb says, he who attacks this town and captures it, I will give him my daughter, Achsah, Achsa, something like that, Achsah. Right, can I just mention that we're already on a roll here, they're busy slaying giants, but there's this, this town where it says, it's going to, it's going to take some fighting. I'm 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 putting out my daughter as a prize if you can take this town. And then you guessed it, Othniel, the son of Kinas, Caleb's younger brother, captured it and Caleb gave him his wife, his daughter Ahsan. So, let's let's think for a moment. Othniel, the name Othniel is a, is a combined is a is a combined name. It means Force of God. I mean, if you, if you get this little boy and you look at him, you say, you're going to be the force of God. I mean, that's, that, you, you've, got, you've got some battle in mind, you know. Um, force of God, what a name to start off with. And, and Othniel was present. These, these uh, last verses that I read happened before Okay, so I took you back. So in the time when, when Israel was captured by the king of Mesopotamia, they had already possessed the land. Then I took us a few steps back, and I said, do you know while they were possessing the land, there was a mighty guy. His name was he was He was killing giants, you know, and he took the city. And then later there was a king that came was uh, uh, causing havoc in the whole land. It was the king of Mesopotamia. And then the Lord came upon Otniel. Do you see the timeline? He was a mighty warrior. Then he was a slave. And then he became a deliverer. Are you with me? Okay? This is, this is, this is what we're considering here. So, Otniel was present the whole time. In the time when Israel was defeated by the Mesopotamians, Otniel was there. All right. In the eight years... Where they were slaves. Othniel was there. He was there all the time. He was a courageous warrior. He was devoted to possessing the land. He was part of the conquerors. He was part of the giant slayers. He was a leader of leaders. He was one of the foremost in competing for a city. And he was able to see eye to eye with the big boys. Alright? He was able to, to, to stand in the presence of the giants. Opposing... And he was able to stand uh, eye to eye with the big uh, uh, um, conquerors of Israel. Um, he 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 was he was speaking when the when the guys were speaking. He knew Joshua and Caleb, those that didn't compromise. It was his uncle, and his uncle's friend. All right, he knew them. He had seen what his uncle Caleb did. And he had earned his uncle's daughter in battle. And if you want to earn something from someone who is already a courageous warrior, you need to be right up there. I mean, you are not going to impress Uncle Caleb with nothing. Okay? You will need to take up your sword and prove. You need to demonstrate. You need to show. He's not, Caleb isn't easily impressed. Okay? And the, the reality is for Othniel to, 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 to act like he, like he was, he probably was a man of faith, like his uncle and like his, his uncle's friend Joshua. He probably was doing what he did because he believed. You know, the other thing which probably and which possibly was happening is did you know that the generation of Joshua and Caleb, their peers, their brothers, their, 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 their comrades, All of them died before entering the promised land. Do you know that? Okay. At the time when the promised land was taken, Joshua and Caleb were the oldest by far. They were the two oldest that had survived. All the others were dead, which means that Othniel's dad probably was not alive either. So he probably saw his uncle possess what his dad didn't. So he probably saw his dad pass away without reaching the promised land. Odnil was there when the land was given over to the Mesopotamian and he could not stop it. And eight years, he could not be the difference until what happened. Uh, until what happened for Odniel to get the breakthrough? The people cried out. What I want us to consider this morning is the... The the co-working of the people crying out and the breakthroughs that the Lord does through a man and through a leader and through a church, it's when the people cry out. Now, one of the things as I was considering this morning, considering where we will be going was this, is what do we need for the people to cry out? What did they need? they needed 8 years of slavery before they started crying out the question is are we going to need some years of hardship severe hardship before we will be crying out that's the open question for me all right it's <laughs> every every man for himself the question is the question is how far do we need to go for us to be on our knees okay how far does the lord need to allow the promises of god Not to manifest. Before. Alright. Now it took the prayers of the people. To access the grace from God. And for the spirit to come. So what happened when the people cried out? The spirit of the Lord came upon him. He judged. He went out to war. And the Lord gave the enemy into his hands. Now. I'm going to take a more common Bible character now. So Otniel was the sort of the, the one that I pulled out from the back pocket. Now I'm going to play the Trump, the, the easy ones, all right? These, these, these are those that everybody knows the joker, you know? So, so here, I'm going to play the uh, Apostle Paul. It's interesting that this which I'm mentioning now was so ingrained when the Apostle Paul walked the earth that he constantly was drawing the prayers of the saints, I'm going to mention a few, but, but this is not an exhaustive list. He was constantly saying, pray for me, for it's by your prayers that breakthrough will come for me. And, I mean, he wasn't compromising. He was renowned. He was a, he was a world changer. He was, he was this apostle of apostles. He was the one who bore the scars. Who, who, I mean, he's really been through the mills for Jesus. But he said, guys, I need your prayers. Good. Romans 15, 30. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit. Say, he says, if you want to love me, if the Spirit stirs love in your heart for me, this is what I want you to do. Strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. I need you to be praying. And then he says, that I may, and he has got this prayer request, that I will be delivered from unbelievers and that my service will be acceptable. What an interesting thing to ask. You know, is he, so aware, the Apostle Paul is aware that his service might not be up to scratch. Can you imagine that? It might not be accepted. It might not be acceptable. You know why that is? It's because all of us, this side of, of eternity, are walking with the corruptibility of the flesh all the time. If the Spirit is there, but the flesh is there. And the Spirit is there, but the flesh is there. And yesterday's victories doesn't guarantee tomorrow's. And he was so aware that just because I led a region to the Lord, just because I'm renowned across... I mean, he didn't know that his letters would be, would be recognized eventually as Scripture. But just because I wrote Scripture doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be fine. Pray for me, please. That's what he was saying. It's beautiful, eh? Humble man. And... Um, and so he says, pray for my deliverance. Pray that my service will be acceptable. Philippians 1:19. listen to this. I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this, and you wouldn't know this because that's the previous verse, but it says the preaching of the gospel. So this will turn out for my deliverance. Paul mentions three things that delivers him. The, uh, the 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 presence of the Spirit, the prayers of the saints, and the preaching of the gospel, those that's his preservation. He says, "This will turn out for my deliverance if the gospel is preached, if the Spirit is upon me, and if the saints are praying." An important part of how he approached life, how he was contending for success. You know, many times we can be we can be seduced into. Um, into, into maintenance mode, into like, listen here, if I've got a job and a car, if my kids are well, then I'm cruising till one day I'm in an old HM age home and that's the end of it. And, and, but that's not what God is calling us to, you know, that's not what, that's not what we should be settling for. There's so much more, you know, like, like I'm not a trained preacher and neither are any of you, except maybe one or two, <laughs> maybe Duncan. But I mean the rest of us. You know, we, we, we just, we're we just ordinary guys. How are we going to make a difference, a significant difference in the world that we live in? It's by the prayers of the saints. It's by the power of the Spirit. By the preaching of the gospel. This is our preservation. This is how we... We need the supernatural God. If you think you're going to feed Paul with anything significant, you know, like, good for you, but I don't think you... I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced, you know? It's like... It's like unless the real spirit of the real living God comes upon us and in a mighty way works in our midst and uses us, we're going to be a naught. We're going to be a nothing. The dash is going to be empty. And somehow the Lord waits for the prayers of the saints. So here it is. Whether you're a guy or a girl, a lady or a gentleman, whether you're old or young, I believe that we need to cry out. We need to cry out for Ruan. We need to cry out for our leaders. We need to. It's like we really, 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 really need to. Is there, uh, can, I, can I ask for, for some bold standing up quickly? Who is leading anything in this congregation this morning? So if you're part of the eldership, uh, deacons, you lead a community, you lead the children's church, you lead some class, can you just quickly stand quickly? So I just want you to stand. If you're leading anything, if you're leading worship team, if you're leading... Anything significant? Well, I mean, all is significant. I, I get that. But, okay, so for, the, for these who are standing, who of you don't need the saints to pray for you? We just want to save the saints of some work, you know? Like, like, like we've got enough to pray for. Can we, can we just have some who sit down? Those who don't need the saints to pray for you. Okay, now, now, now there are no bold guys here. All of them seem to need, okay, thank you so much. So here's the reality, none of those who happen to be here this morning are bold enough to say, listen, I don't need your prayers, okay? All of us would be, would be at a place of, oh my hat, we need to, we need to, we need to. It's, it's like, frequently I've got the picture of the disciples with the 5,000, you know? It's like, you get a little bit of disciples, small huddle, big crowd, and the Lord says, feed them. And the question is, but we can't. And then the rest of the miracle plays out as we place what we have in the hands of the Lord, etc. But 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 the thing is, for us this morning, if we want to see Josh and Paul do anything significant in the earth, the saints need to cry out. I'm persuaded. I think Scripture is persuaded. All right. We, if you want to love, we want to link up with last week's preach. Ne? We 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 need to we need to love in reality. How are we going to do this? Well, pray for someone to start off with. okay? Okay. You still with me? Now, I want to I wanna, I wanna help the guys who would like to say something, but, the, but, uh, but, but maybe you're just too, too, um, um, too well-mannered to say it. Here's what some might be thinking. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, this is nothing new. Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't know about Othniel, but I knew we had to pray, you know? I knew that. I knew this. Okay, here's the dilemma. The question from our Father is not whether we know it. I knew that is not the question. Now, um, there are some questions um, that we need to be asking ourselves to, to, to take us in the way forward. And it's good for us to be real, real honest here with ourselves and with one another. And one of the questions is, like, do we have enough power, breakthrough power in this congregation? Like, really, are we seeing deliverance? Are we seeing breakthrough? Are we seeing the loss come in? Are we seeing the, that which we need? I know there's lots of grace. I do get it. But is it enough breakthrough power? That's one of the questions. Am I contributing like I, like I should? Am I Covering the leaders, you know. I wanna, I wanna do a quick confession here. I think it will help all of us. For I, I need to, to help with a, with a worship team, and I, and I head up the team um, of, of, of lovely worshipers and worship leaders that we've got here. What a privilege! And, and one of the things that I tell them um, is, listen, you guys, we need to pray for one another. You all know that there's more resistance the week that you lead. I mean, like. (laughs) <laughs> when you when you lead, everything seems to come your way. Can I Well, you 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 know, all right. Some of you know what I'm speaking about. We need to pray for one another. Do you know who struggles to pray for the worship leaders on that week? Me. I'm struggling. It's like frequently I think I'm telling us we should be praying for one another. How much did I pray for Sonica this week? I'm not speaking of maybe a little bit. I'm like like carrying her. Can she could she feel the difference? I'm the one who's who is speaking to myself here this morning, all right? I'm speaking to us, but I'm speaking to myself. It's like there's this major, major thing that I need to wrestle, that we need to wrestle. And the question is, why are we not praying or why are we not praying together? And it is a valid, valid thing that we need to... It's like, if you want to correct any problem, the question is, why is it a problem? What, what is my... What does my look like? All right? And so, yeah, let, let me get to my notes and see if there's... <laughs> any any, 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 any uh, suggestion here? No, there's nothing. Okay. We need to get up. There's, there's nothing in my notes that helps us with this. Okay, can I, can I suggest that sometimes why we don't praise is we disappointed with when we tried it. Maybe you tried it, but it felt like so lame, you know? It's, uh, there was no salt to the prayer. There was, there, was, there was no punch. Maybe you tried praying together with others, but you felt like, ugh, oh, I could not make a loss it. All right, or whatsoever. Disappointments keep us. Um, it's like, it, it seems too vague, and we can't get a grip on this, and, 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 then, and maybe we're just too busy. Maybe, maybe there are other things that are nicer, you know, or we just forget. Or something like that. But for us, each one of us, to find out why am I not carrying those whom I love, carrying my church, carrying my leaders, is a valid, valid question. Why is something that we need to figure out, hopefully today. We know that the prayers of the righteous make tremendous power available. When I look at Scripture, there are usually three areas which hinder the power. It is, it is the prayer the guy who's praying, there's something wrong in him, you know? Um, sometimes he's praying with selfish motives and, 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 and there's sin in his life or whatever. The prayer can be a problem, and you, and you don't get the prayer. The prayers can be the problem. Um, so sometimes it says you ask amiss. You're not asking what the Lord, and, and that's why the Lord says you need to abide in me and my word in you then. You will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. We miss sometimes in how we pray. You know, much of what, 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 we, um, what we pray is in the context of a law of a court. You know, if, if, uh, I think both of you studied law, no? van julle in the high class Okay. Now, if, if, the, if, the, if the lawyers would come to the court and argue a case, one of the things which the judge will, will try and weigh up is, do they know what they're talking about? Can they, can they um, give the opposite reasonings, cases that, uh, decisions that have been made in cases, that which the law states? Do they have an understanding? That's what he's weighing. And if they come and it sounds like they don't have a clue about the law, you know, the judge will just say, don't waste my time. Yeah, that's right. Case, case thrown out or whatever. Get, get another lawyer. Um, I, I'm not going to listen if you don't understand the things and, and to some extent, that's something that we need to bring in our prayers. Now, I know we come like children, but sometimes we need to come like lawyers. Are you, are you with me? We need to understand the effect of sin and how it keeps away the blessing of the Lord. We need to understand what the blood of Christ has done and how it brings a breakthrough and how we argue from that point. It's a place from which you, bring a, you, you, you build a case before the throne. And it's an art that we need to learn it's something that we need to practice. It's something that just doesn't, like who of you were born prayers, like prayers? I mean, it just doesn't happen. It's like none of us get nearly anything in life. You don't walk without practicing. You don't kick a ball without practicing. You don't win into schools without practicing. And you won't pray without practicing. Not effective. Okay. The third thing which hinders prayers is, I had some nice pee for that, but I can't remember what that is. <laughs> but it's the devil, you know. <laughs> so let's call him the pebble for now. <laughs> no, but the devil, the destroyer, the accuser of the brethren. It's clear that some prayers are held back just by demonic opposition, right? And what makes a difference? Prevailing prayer. Perseverance, pressing through. That is, what, that is the punch that you need, Okay. So, on the one hand, the Bible is clear. One saint like Elijah can turn a nation. It's clear. The earnest, heartfelt prayer, James 5. It is possible to turn this entire nation with the prayers of one saint. It is possible. Right. But scripture says, as much as that is possible, you get more presence and more power when the saints pray together. Hence, it is important that we pray by ourselves, but it is more important that we get the praying together right for power in our midst, power in our nation, power in our town. We have to be praying together, and there are certain things that are keeping us from praying together. And we need to annihilate them, all right? Um, yesterday, I was preparing um, uh, the, um, the preach during the time when other people were watching inter with rugby. But now and then, the <laughs> Lord allowed me to go and have a sneak peek how things were going. <laughs> so so, so my, my bonuses were every now and then I could have a little bit, ah, thank you, Lord, that was good. Okay, let me hear again what you are saying. All right. Uh, and, and the other mercy of the Lord, He gave me three-quarters of the preach before inter-school, so I was happy about that. <laughs> but in any case, so I was here preparing, but now and then, I saw the guys flying into one another. I mean, these these boys were tackling one another for the life of them, right? They they were fighting for honor. That's the way we need to fly into the things that keep us from praying. Fatalite. It is difficult because it's sometimes a spiritual thing. But you know what? The spiritual thing sometimes has a very physical base to it. You're going to bed late. You're watching the wrong stuff. You, 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 that which you give your first part of the day to is wrong. Or whatever. It's things that you can, that we can do something about. We can arrange our diaries. We can arrange our days. We don't have any excuse that we cannot tackle well. All right? All <laughs> right. So if we want to turn a tide of prayerlessness... If we want to turn the tide around, I've got a few suggestions that we might want to con- consider, all right? The first thing is always a good thing. It's where, where any revival in the Lord starts, is where any building of the Lord starts, and that is with repentance, okay? Repentance is such a foundational part of the work of Christ and of the work of God. Any generation, any revival, you get repentance right, there's a foundation. The problem is, if we think when we have repented, we have done the building, we miss the mark. Repentance is just the way that you clear the area. Then you still need to throw foundations, build the building, set it up, fill it. All right? Repentance is absolutely crucial, but it's not the end. We cannot just go on, is 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 yeah? All right? All right. But now, now the fruit of repentance. Okay? Now, the next, you need to build something now. Significant, Positive. All right? repentance clears the, the area for the building. Uh, I, 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 we we reached out to um, a Chinese guy, um, someone we found in the street. At some stage we were we were we were, uh, and this Chinese this Chinese gentleman could nearly not speak, speak English. He was probably in his early twenties. Um, his name was Wan, and and Wan. Uh, it it eventually turned out he was illegal in the country. All right, so. We we're trying to build this relationship with one, and um, he uh, he ends up in jail. All right, so we uh, so so we t- hey we, we we're trying to so hey one what can we what can we do how can we get you out of here and what what like like how can we negotiate this so we fraudulent documents and whatsoever let's let's see what we can do for one all right, and so o- one of the things we told one, <laughs> as we said, sat next to one, was this. You have to repent. You have to say sorry. (laughs) But the interesting thing is, one with his Chinese can't pronounce an R, and he struggles when the R and the L are close to one another. So for him to say sorry is is a difficult thing. So he was going, Solly Yort, Solly Yort. (laughs) He wanted to say, Sorry Lord. But in any case, this morning, if you need to say "soli yod," "soli yod, or whatever, that's a good place for you to start. All right, start with "soli yod." The second thing is what uh, Louis mentioned, and this is it: is Lord, I need your help. The reality is, all of us who want to do something significant for the Lord get empowered by the same Spirit which empowered Otniel. None of us can produce the eternal worth. Without a help of the Spirit of God, cry out for the help. Um, uh, 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 for me, always a nice, nice example is that, um, that father of the boy with the epilepsy, um, he said, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. That's it. Lord, I want to, but help me. I, 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 I'm not getting this thing right. Cry out. So the repentance, the cry out for help. And then, then the, the, the thing which I find in all of our spiritual walk is this. You need to build the innings. In cricket, there's this, there's this terminology or this, this, this phrase that says you need to build an innings. That means if somebody's out, the next guy comes in, he's obviously fresh. He needs to try and see how is the ball behaving? How's the pitch behaving? How, what, what, what is the speed these things are coming up to? You, you need to you, there are a number of uncertain things you need to negotiate. And you don't just start off and hit out wildly. You need to sort of just consolidate, get your foot into this, and then build an in innings. And this is what we need to do with prayer. You build the innings. You don't start off with, sorry, Lord, please help me, and then you pray for an hour. It doesn't, it usually doesn't work like that. The question is: what is he going to give? He probably is going to give you when you had zero, now you're able to just press in for five minutes or ten, maybe, whatever. But build the innings. Start with the five minutes. Start with the ten minutes. Start with that one passage or whatsoever. Now, I love the scripture. I love the Bible, and all of us need to cultivate a love for that. And I've read through the Bible many, 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 many times, and that's the book I read the most, all right? So it is is something which I really enjoy doing for various reasons. But if I and when I wasn't in the Bible for a while, it is interesting how I struggle to get into it. It's like it's like I, I, I either don't get the life or I lose it within a few sentences. It's like you need to build the innings. You need to, it's like you need to practice that muscle again. You need to get that momentum again. It just doesn't happen by itself. And prayer is exactly the same. Is We don't just start off and then we are these whatever giant prayer uh, person you're thinking about. We, we don't just start there. It's like we, we start with a little bit. And then we practice it like any other muscle, right? So we build innings. We're faithful in the little. We use it or we lose it. The next thing is, um, I think what is key is immediate or immediately. All right? That which we don't do immediately is a fair chance we're not going to do it. Okay? How do you respond to this preach? Well, now, when you're at home, or just after lunch, or or maybe somewhere during the afternoon, you make some time, and immediately you start to to work with us. You try and build an innings. Now, do it immediately. The, The father of our faith, except for Christ, is frequently referred to as Abraham. He was such a great example of a man of faith. His life was marked with immediates. He responded, even with the most difficult. It was an immediate, early in the morning. He rose up early. He constantly, when the Lord said, he, he, he said at some stage, um, um, the Lord told him, listen here, <laughs> you need to circumcise yourself and the guys of your house as a covenant for me. All right? You know when he did it? Immediately. Uh, at some stage, it says he had at least 300 men that were part of that house. He had to tell 300 men today. Out of the blue, without expecting anything, not knowing what was coming, today is the day. (laughs) But but that is the way he lived his life. His obedience was immediate. And the people around him felt it. And the people around us need to feel it, our immediateness in obedience to what the Lord is saying. Immediate is key for, for spiritual breakthrough. Don't postpone until tomorrow. Today is the day. And then there's this, this, this last point that I just want to throw out because I need to stop giving points now. It's just the time that's finished. There are many points still that we could. <laughs> but together would be key, all right? We have to be together. This life, this life of which Jesus is giving us is a together life. You will frequently see your breakthrough is in togetherness. Wow. Okay. I don't know whether this is a sign, but there's water from falling from the, from the roof. All right. Um, um, the breakthrough is in togetherness, all right? <laughs> we need to hold out the wrong rein, get in the right, or whatever you want a deduction you want to do. But, but frequently, um, accept that the Bible says you will be further and more powerful, Together helps us. Together helps us. It's the accountability. It's the rhythm. It's the encouragement. That's where we together we fight this thing. Together we break through. Together, Ruan can be whatever mighty warrior with whatsoever a pedigree of how many things he's done in the past and all the all the great things that his elders have done with him. If we are not together, we're not gonna we're not gonna break through. We have to be together, guys. And so so. Work out. How are you going to do it together? Make an appointment. You, you, you might, you might say, "Listen here, I, I, know how to pray. I don't need others." Okay, that's great. But others might, not, might need you. And by the way, praying by yourself and praying with others is two different animals. The second thing, you might feel like, "I don't know how to pray. I don't want to pray with others. I'm intimidated." If they open their mouths, it seems like they know the Bible and I know I don't know. Okay, but it is still where you learn. It is still where your breakthrough is. It's still where your encouragement is. It's still where, where the swirl of praying together takes you to a place that you haven't been before. It is in the time when we pray together that we get the breakthrough. All right, are you with me? Good. So whether we know how to pray, whether we struggle how to pray, um, uh, J.J. mentioned, I don't think J.J. is here this morning, I see you not, okay. in, in one of the prayer meetings this week, um, he said, um, ons, ons is soos 4 by 4 voertuig, ons moet hy, hy wille moet lok, he? die diff lock moet aangaan, and with all 4 wheels, this car needs to pull itself, out of the thick sand, ons moet in sluit op my car, en hy moet ons, saam, hy die dier die dik sand trak, and, the, and that's a picture of the church. We need to lock into the lives of one another and pull one another through the thick sand onto the whatever, fast lane. All right. So this morning, I'm not asking whether you pray enough or whether you think you need to pray more. <laughs> Generically, it's true that probably all of us can pray better. I, I, I know that. I get that. And um, and, and And so I don't want to... Make it sound all spiritual when I say, who thinks they need to pray more? And it gives a reflection on how good the preach was. The preach can be terrible. I know we all need to pray more. <laughs> okay, so, so it's like no, no, no way out. So um, if you don't want to stand, please remain seated. But for the rest of us, please stand up and let's respond to the Lord. And trust the Lord for a breakthrough. Shall we do that? So, Lord Jesus, we don't want to come as the pros. We don't want to come as those who've got life worked out. We come as those who are in the thick sand and in need of power, real power, Lord, to pull us through life, pull us through the situations, and pull us through into being a people that are not only surviving but thriving. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that even as Fritz mentioned at the beginning, This is a church where every saint matters. Lord, and we want to confess. Lord, we know that we've got an important role to play. We know that you've called each one of us by name. None of us are here by accident. None of us have got any excuse not to be part because the invitation is out and the the call is clear. The statement has been made. We are needed. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to pray and to pray together without going through eight years of slavery. And Lord, wherever we are in slavery for some, some reason, whether it's ours or the people around us, some, something that we maybe understand or don't, Lord, I pray that you will help us to pray within it and that you will help us to pray through it. Lord, we know you know how to pray. I just pray, Lord, that none of us will be silent. And whether it's busyness or lack of, lack of knowing, lack of trying, lack of whatever the lack is, Lord, will you not come? And grant us a spirit of grace and supplication. And that none of us will be intimidated by praying in the face of giants. Standing in our field of lentils. Holding that sword and fighting off. And breaking through on behalf of ourselves. On behalf of our family and behalf of those whom we love. Lord, we pray. Help us to pray. Just trust you, Jesus. Thank you for this morning, Lord. Bind us together for your name's sake. Help us to love well in the way that we pray. Amen.